Blog Talk Radio. For knowledge in the information age, high frequency radio network.
like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch. I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. to welcome you to another episode of the foundation here on high frequency radio network i'm your host salt l that is speaker of truth l seeker of truth l and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt correct information incorrectly apply can get you hurt so we are as always acquiring correct information and applying correct information here at the foundation this is the foundation we are high frequency I would like to welcome you to this episode of the foundation those with knowledge get richer with the rich I'm sure you've heard the rich get richer it's not necessary it's absolutely it's a partial truth it's a partial truth so we're gonna get with it those with knowledge get rich and get richer with the rich let's do this dance by starting off by saying all thanks praises honors due to the creator and ancestors for without them we definitely would not be here I want to say salute Big up, shout out, peace. You know what I'm saying? Stand up straight. And say what's up to the big brother. Uncle Yusuf L. I call him Uncle Yusuf. We are not related. Although if we were, I would be honored, you know what I'm saying? But we are related in spirit. But I call him my big brother, Uncle Yusuf L. High frequency radio creator. Producer. Executor, trust e trust or I don't know I can't tell his private business, but I do know he does his dance sideways, forwards and backwards. All up in your kitchen, SPC University, private side solutions. Go to SPC University to get you doing your dance with, you know, the SPC, that secure party. I don't even touch on it. Why? Because the master, he mastered it. Go over there. SBC University, man. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his dance. So shout out to Yusuf L. Get you right. That's what I would like to welcome you to. Welcome to thefoundation.com. First and foremost, y'all know what I'm going to say. Sign up for the email list. First thing, 
Sign up for the email list. Go to the PDF section. Just download some free stuff. And then just close your web browser if you want. You ain't got to do nothing else. But if you decide to stay, go ahead and check out that education tab. You want to jump into that trust primer. If you just tuning in new, you brand new. It's like, what's going on? I know stuff is weird in the public. And something is telling me that I need to do my dance. And something else told me trust. And I'm, you know, listening to this dude, So L Talk. And he's talking about trust. What do I do? You go to WelcomeToTheFoundation.com and you check out that Foundation Trust Primer. Over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. Handpicked, sent straight to you. Get you a primer on trust. What is a trust? Contract trust, private trust, public trust, complex trust, grantor trust, simple trust, irrevocable trust, revocable trust, inter vivos trust, statutory trust. Man, look, grab that trust primer. You'll be straight. Then you can move on once you do that to the Foundation Trust Series Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. I mean, I've had trustees in private trustee training say, hey, that trust series really helped me out on top of the training. So if the trustees are finding value in the trust series, then I, I'm most assuredly that you would as well. You know? So, you know, check it out. You know, you got part one, part two, part three puts you in there. You know, that is more geared to get you on track with the trust that we deal with. Private trust, complex trust. Massachusetts Trust, Pure Trust, all these different names that have been given to this specific type of entity. We're going to remove the veils, tell you exactly what it is, <clears throat> how we do our dance, all that when the Trust Series. You can find that welcome to the foundation.com in the Education tab. You can also find Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2. Brother Chris L. was gracious enough to partner with the Foundation and put it down on how he obtained his passport without using the Social Security number and how he uses it. So Part 1 is how you get it. He told me, and part two is how to use it. So make sure you check out Passport No Social if you're interested in that. You know, that's at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. You can also find all of the social media, you know. It's the Instagram. You got the Facebook. You got the you got the Twitter. You can find that on the website, WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. You can also book a consultation and if you if you feel so kind you can make a donation all from the same spot welcome to the foundation.com I know I'm done I'm not gonna say it anymore I'm not gonna say welcome to the foundation.com anymore I'm sorry I want to say peace to all the listeners all the live listeners live callers you know what I'm saying I see New York I see Texas I see Cali up in here man shout out to all the live listeners all the live callers you know all the archive listeners podcast listeners internet listeners Peace to all the listeners of the foundation, man. Shout out. Peace. As well as peace to all the trustees and private trustee training. You know what I'm saying? I'll catch y'all on Sunday. You know, anything comes up, y'all give me a call. You know what it is. As well as peace to anyone else who's invested in their private education. You know, whether or not you're in, you know, trustee training here at the foundation. And I would like to say peace to anyone we have done business with in the private, anyone who has sent an email well wishes a current event or otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you. You know what I'm saying? Right on time. What's up, y'all? How you doing? How you doing? How your mama doing? I was messing with you. You know what we do. We about to get into these current events, but just want to let y'all know. 
the foundation name of this episode is those with knowledge get richer with the rich baby i'm gonna tell you how i'm gonna tell you how we do it i'm sure you can probably hypothesize you know at least you know a minimal aspect of my logic but let's jump into these current events because look look U.S. core capital goods orders rise strongly to boost business investments. Reuters.com. If y'all are new to the show, the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network, we understand that there's a lot of information, a lot of news, a lot of stuff being in you know in the, in the, in the radio, you know, in the internet. When you're listening to you know Pandora or something, if you, you didn't pay for it, you got ads and stuff. There's all types of stuff in your Facebook feed, Instagram feed, your TikTok feed, all that dance. You got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of information is being bombarded. So what we like to do here is pick out the specific information that is relevant to you, as well as we understand that the elite in the world, they speak to each other, you know, through current events and through through news articles and media outlets. You know, that's how a level of communication exists between world leaders and elite families and so on and so forth. And I was taught that. By an army, he's an ex, he's an ex-army intelligence officer, among other things that he taught me for a fee, not for the free. And I'm just bringing that to y'all for the free, not for the fee on High Frequency Radio Network. So I don't say that every episode, but that's the reason why I do current events. And I, these things are the things that I feel that we all should be paying attention to, regardless of what political party you're involved in or you know who what it doesn't matter i don't have a dog in that fight i just know that economics affects all of us so u.s core capital good orders rise strongly to boost business i'm sorry in boost to business investment i'm just gonna let y'all know there's all types of rounds of stimulus going through businesses and stuff like that and so just because businesses are purchasing goods and capital goods doesn't necessarily mean that the economy is um yeah new orders for key U.S. made capital goods increased for an eighth straight month in December, pointing to solid growth in business spending on equipment in the fourth quarter and likely helping to underpin the economic recovery. The report from the Commerce Department today was published ahead of the government's snapshot of fourth quarter gross domestic product on Thursday, expected to show a sharp slowdown in growth. After a historic pace of expansion in the third quarter, the anticipated loss of momentum will likely reflect the resurgence in cases. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The, the C cases. The, the, the case. An exhaustion of relief money from the government, the Federal Reserve on itself left its benchmark overnight interest rate near zero and made no change to its monthly bond purchases, noting, quote, the recovery in Economic activity and employment has moderated in recent months, end quote. Business demand for new equipment is booming, but Fed officials know that until companies start to rehire workers, the economic recovery will be incomplete. This is Chris Rupke, chief economist at MUFG in New York. And that's true. You know, regardless if these companies, you know, they're getting stimulus, PPP, you know, there was an economic injury and disaster loan that businesses got. And then this is another round of paycheck protection that was approved. And that's what's going on. But it, unless these businesses start hiring workers and rehiring other workers, their old workers that they lay off, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, what do you think? CNBC, one year after the C word in America, the you know what I'm saying? A financial snapshot. Uh, what do you want to guess? Rich getting richer, poor getting poor? About a third of people who know someone has died. Um, the pandemic has exacerbated inequality between the rich and poor, as well between um, so-called whites and other so-called racial minorities. Twelve months after the first case was confirmed in the U.S. in January 2020, American life and family finances continued to look different than they did pre-pandemic, while wealthier households, mostly college-educated and white have largely rebounded from the financial shock. Pain points that remain elsewhere in the economy suggest a rocky road ahead, my player. According to a report from the National Conference on Citizenship, quote, disasters have a very long tail. This one is likely to have a very long recovery, end quote. This is Allison Plyer, chief demographer, first time I've seen that word, for the data center of Southeast Louisiana and one of the report's authors. As uh, deaths continue to mount in the U.S., more than 421,000 as of last Tuesday, roughly a third of people who knew someone succumbed to the virus, according to the report, and Aside from the human toil, the pandemic has also also exacerbated inequality between the rich and the poor. Here are some key measurements the report showing where things stand after one year. The nation has eight and a half million fewer jobs at the end of 2020 than it did before shutdowns began in last March. In December, 140,000 jobs were lost, marking the first monthly decline since April. The share of employed adults is 57%, while higher than the 51% recorded last April. It's lower than 61%, which was working before shutdowns. Close to a third of small businesses that were open in January 2020 are now closed. A third, y'all. And that's not just, um, you know, that's not, that's not just all businesses. That's one's reported. Those serving higher income neighborhoods have been hit hardest due to a drop in demand. Even once big, a once big swath of the country is vaccinated, there will be people who are afraid to resume their previous way of life, Plyer said. Quote, the vaccine should help increase revenue for many businesses, but it may not bring spending back to pre-shutdown levels. What they're not saying is that the economy was on its a downward trajectory spend, spending was on a downward trajectory velocity of money was on a downward trajectory before the pandemic 
the majority of adult, I'm sorry, wow, the majority of adults in seven states, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Carolina, South Dakota, and Wyoming said in December that they expected to be evicted or foreclosed upon within two months. 29 states are projecting tax revenue decreases of 10% or more for the fiscal year 2021, which could impact things like education, health care, and disaster response. As of December, more than one in 10 adults were reporting their households have gone hungry during the pandemic. Louisiana ranks highest at more than one in five. More than two-thirds, 69% of adults in December survey reported experiencing anxiety in the previous week. Those earning below $50,000 per year were more likely to feel anxious, as were women and individuals who have experienced job losses. I mean, you think? One-third. That's, I mean, that's crazy. And that's the reported number. One close to a third of small businesses that were open in January last year are now closed. A third. That's almost half. That's crazy. Meanwhile, the New York Times, they want to know what did local businesses that closed because of COVID mean to you? We want to hear about a special neighborhood establishment that shut down because of the pandemic. And what that loss has meant. What? Yo, this is for real. The economic upheaval caused by the pandemic is changing communities across the country. Hundreds of thousands of businesses have closed, leading to lost livelihoods and empty storefronts. Many of these businesses were neighborhood pillars, beloved locales that we return to over and over again. In your neighborhood, perhaps the bar where you met friends after work, the restaurant where your family celebrated birthdays, or the bookstore where you love to browse is now gone. The New York Times would like to hear from you about a local business that has shut down. Why was it special to you? And what do you miss about it? How is its absence altering the fabric of your community? We may contact you with follow-up questions, and if you can, please share a photo of the business as well. I mean, y'all, y'all see what's happening? They're documenting this. This is being documented on a on a worldwide level of what's happening here in, you know, the United States of America. You know, the Associated Press, let me move forward. If y'all want to tell them what's happening with the businesses that shut down, go holler at the New York Times, player. Associated Press, once again, job losses fall unequally. Across the U.S. economy, 10 months into America's viral outbreak, low-income workers are still bearing the brunt of job losses. An unusual and harsh feature of the pandemic recession excuse me, wow, that flattened the economy last spring. In December, the nation shed jobs for the first time since April. Once again, the layoffs were heavily concentrated in the industries that have suffered most because they involved the kind of face-to-face contact that is now nearly impossible. Restaurants, bars, and hotels, theaters, sports arenas, and concert halls. With the virus transforming consumer spending habits, economists believe some portion of these service jobs won't return even after the economy has regained its footing. That trend will likely further widen the the economic inequalities that have left millions of families unable to buy food or pay rent. I hope y'all see a trend here. 
if over a third of businesses have closed since last January, if a certain percentage specifically, which is a large proportionate percentage, is not going to return. Um, this is going to change families' quality of life, hands down. In my opinion, it's going to happen fast. This is what I've been talking about for years. This is why I've been so arduously um, and specifically waxing poetic about setting up your family business, setting up your private estate, because if you are dependent on the public, if you are dependent on an employer, if you're dependent on a job, you have no stability financially. And, and you have no financial stability that you can pass on to the next generation of your family. If you depend on the service in, industry, if you depend on um, working in areas uh, dependent on face-to-face contact, restaurants, if you depend on storefronts um, and, and going into work and punching in, if you depend on these companies, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, I work in manufacturing and we do, you know, government contracts and, you know, there's, we get a lot of work. Okay. That very well may be the case, but being the situation at hand with, we have what I call at this moment, the melt up in the United States stock market, the valuations of companies are astronomical. So there's companies that are able to buy other companies. And then they have this little team come through and they interview you to see whether or not you need to work there or not. It's called corporate restructuring. These things happen out of the blue. Um, If you've ever been a part of a massive layoff at your company, you know what I'm talking about. They don't warn you. Matter of fact, if if y'all get wind of what's going on, they will hold a meeting and tell y'all that that's not true. And then y'all get a, y'all y'all come into work one day and suddenly you gotta you gotta get your stuff. Sometimes they can't even they'll send you your stuff in the mail. They escort you out with security. You have no job. That trend will likely further widen the economic inequalities that have left millions of families unable to buy food or pay rent. Two out of the three, two-thirds of the necessities required for human sustainable life, food, clothing, and shelter. Out of those three necessities, millions of families will be unable to provide two of them. Typically, in a recession, layoffs strike a broad array of industries, both those that employ higher and middle-income workers and those with lower-paid staff, as anxious consumers slash spending Economists had worried that the same trend would emerge this time. Instead, much of the rest of the economy is healing, if slowly and fitfully. Factories, while now fully, while not fully recovered, are cranking out goods and have added jobs every month since May. Home sales have soared 26% from a year ago, fueled by 
affluent people able to work from home who are looking for more space. That trend has, in turn, bolstered higher-paying jobs in banking, insurance, and real estate. I know people in real estate. I got clients in real estate. They are doing their dance. You know what I'm saying? I have a client. I got really, you know, I'm a real estate investor. I got a client. When they started, they own no properties. Now they got more properties than me, man. Like straight up, just bought a brand new Tesla. Balling. Straight balling. This is the wealth transfer, y'all. It's happening right now. Quote, such differences in employment, loss between the highest and lowest wage workers are almost certainly unprecedented among U.S. recessions over the past 100 plus years. End quote. Brad Hirschbein, Hirschbein, whatever, an economist at the Upjohn Institute for Employment Research and Harry Holzer, an economist at Georgetown University, concluded in a new research paper. On the surface, the December jobs report the government issued Friday was dismal. The economy lost 140,000 jobs. It was the sixth straight month in which hiring has slumped from the previous month, which means hiring is on a downward trajectory. Each month, less and less people are being hired, plus shedding. The industries are shedding hundreds of thousands of jobs each month, man. Unemployment remains stuck at a still high 6.7%, but the negative numbers stemmed entirely from a brutal loss, nearly half a million jobs in a category that includes restaurants, bars, hotels, casinos, and entertainment. State and local governments also cut workers. So did hair salons and other personal services. There were layoffs, too. In education, nearly every other industry added jobs. Construction gained 51,000. Financial services, 12,000. Transportation and warehousing companies, beneficiaries of a surge in e-commerce and delivery services amid a pandemic, gained nearly 47,000. I got a client. He in trustee training. My man is making so much money that he can barely, he barely has time to hit me up. And figure out what to do with his money, you know. He may, and he's in transportation. He just started his own little business. Booming! It's crazy. He's doing his dance. Job losses have quote definitely been very heavily concentrated in certain industries, much more so than prior recessions. End quote. I'm gonna keep going, man, because this ain't it. Levi's, CNBC, Levi's holiday quarter sales fall 12 percent, despite online sales. Oh. Levi's Strauss Strauss Str- I don't know how you say. Man, I've been I've known about this company my whole life and still don't know how to say. Is that Strauss Strauss Struess? I don't know. Levi's reported today its total holiday quarter sales dropped 12%, marking an improvement more than 20% decline in prior period as weak shopper traffic at its stores was partially offset by double-digit growth online. Oops. Associated Press, Boeing post $8.4 billion loss on weaker demand in planes. Boeing closed out its worst year ever financially by losing $8.4 billion. That's $8 billion, $400 million. In the fourth quarter, just three months, it lost $8.4 billion in three months, player. 
As the pandemic has undercut demand for planes and the company announced another costly delay to its new large jetliner designed for long-haul flights. Yipes. Reuters.com Fed still in crisis fighting mode, fighting mode excuse me, as recovery appears to moderate. The Federal Reserve today left its key overnight interest rate near zero and made no change to its monthly bond purchases pledging again to keep those economic pillars in place until there's full rebound from the pandemic triggered recession. That hasn't happened. And in the statement released after the end of their two day meeting, U S central bank policymakers flagged a worrying slowdown in the pace of the recovery. They're worried the federal reserve. I thought these were the people, these were the guys and the gals, I guess. Right. You know, they do their dance. These guys, I mean, they wear suits at least, right. They wear suits every day. You gotta be important. If you wear a suit every day, you're doing your dance. Right. And I mean, if you go into a, a prestigious, you know, building called the federal reserve to execute your duties, you gotta be one of the most brilliant people. If those brilliant people are worried about a slowdown in the recovery, I don't know. In news conference after the meeting, Fed Chair Jerome Powell noted the economy's resilience. It's resilient with major industries like housing, financial services, and others adapting to the pandemic with new technologies and strategies. But the economy also lost jobs in December. A large chunk of the workforce will likely remain sidelined until the crisis eases. If that, and Powell said, the Fed's rescue effort will not end until those Americans are working again. I mean, come on. This is a, this is like a, okay, so it's the federal bank. Some, it's a private bank, but it's the federal. Look, man, what does a bank have to do with employment? Why is Bill Gates talking about vaccines? This dude built computer software, right? Or at least licensed it and made billions. This dude's talking, is he a, look, um, you cannot adapt models. I'm sorry. Quote, you cannot adapt motels, sports venues, movie theaters, restaurants, bars to function during a pandemic, Powell said. Quote, that is millions and millions of people you're just going to have to defeat to the pandemic. We have not done it yet. We need to finish the job. It is within our power to do that as a country this year. Yo, Yo, is it just me or is why is a federal policy maker with regards to bank, financial institution, talking about defeating a virus, my dude? The public is crazy. If you can't tell, coronavirus vaccines were just being approved when the Fed held its last policy meeting. Quote, the risks are in the near term, frankly, there is good evidence to support a stronger economy in the second half of the year. <laughs> we'll see about that. Reuters stocks slump to worst day in three months in wake of Fed statement. U.S. stocks suffered their biggest one-day percentage drop in three months today, adding to losses after the latest Fed statement, as major indices were also pressured by a slump in Boeing and a selling of long positions by hedge funds. Why? Because y'all hear y'all see what's going on with GameStop. Now I'm gonna be looking at what's going on with GameStop and BlackBerry, the stocks, and how Main Street or what do they call them? Commercial us, we investors like us, Robinhood accounts, Webull accounts, are drop man. 
Yo, these fools lost over $1.6 billion. Y'all need to look into this. It's going down. Shares of video game retailer GameStop Corp and movie theater operator AMC Entertainment Holdings each more than doubled today, continuing a torrid run higher over the past week as amateur investors again piled into the stocks, forcing short sellers such as Citron and Melvin to abandon their losing bets, which means they lost billions. <laughs> I'm, y'all, hey, I'm not going to talk more. Y'all need to look into this. This is going to be in the history books just with this, with this GameStop. MSN News, America's richest individuals tack on more than $1 trillion in cumulative wealth during the crisis. Makes you sad, doesn't it? I know you're sad. You're weeping. Thanks a trillion. While millions of Americans struggle every day to pay for basic necessities in the throes of a once-in-a-century pandemic, the country's wealthiest individuals have generated an extraordinary $1 trillion, $1 billion in revenue. The stunning revelation reported by CNN Business illustrates the sharply delineated economic divide between the haves and the have-nots. Over the past 10 months of the crisis, American billionaires have tacked on a staggering 40% more wealth. I'm going to tell you all right now. Since the pandemic started, I've made more money. My family's made more money. Why? Executing the same things I've been telling y'all to do for over five years on High Frequency Radio Network. Set up your private estate. Set up your family business. Progressive groups, the Americans for Tax Fairness and Institute for Policy Studies created the report. Quote, well before the virus affected a single American, we were living in a K-shaped economy. One where wealth built on wealth while working families fell further and further behind, explained Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen at her confirmation hearing last week. They're telling you what's going on. America's richest individuals have tacked on more than $1 trillion. Government stimulus checks distributed during the first several months of the outbreak kept the poverty rate in check, but it shot up 2.4% last July to December, nearly double the largest annual poverty increase since the 1960s, y'all. During the final half of 2020, more than 8 million Americans have fallen below the poverty line, according to estimates. 8 million. More alarming, it will take more than a decade for the world's poorest people to regain their losses. The poverty rate for so-called African-Americans is 5.4% higher now than it was only seven months ago, economists claim. And nearly one in four Americans with no more than a high school diploma is below the the poverty line. The report noted that America's 660 billionaires own an astonishing $4.1 trillion dollars. Two-thirds more than the amount of wealth owned by the bottom half of the U.S. population. And if you're smart, you know what's coming next. CNBC credit card fraud will increase due to COVID pandemic. (laughs) 
Experts warn payment card fraud losses reached $28.65 billion worldwide in 2019, according to the most recent Nielsen Report data. The United States alone is responsible for more than a third of the total global loss, making it the most card fraud prone country in the world. You think, man, that was, you know, that is Zimbabwe or, or Africa or India. Nope. America. Julie Conroy, a research director for I, what? Eights, Eights, Eights Groups Broad and Anti-Money Laundering Practice said, quote, our estimate was that at the end of 2020, the U.S. was seeing about one, nope, I misread that, about $11 billion worth of losses due to credit card fraud. The pandemic is also fueling explosive growth in card fraud activity. Quote, what happens in every economic downturn is that the attacks start to become more successful, end quote, warned Julie Ferguson, CEO of Merchant Risk Council, who went on to say, quote, so over the next two to three years, I fully expect credit card fraud numbers to increase in a pretty meaningful way, end quote. Credit card fraud impacts consumers, merchants, and issuers alike. Its economic cost goes far beyond the cost of, man, whatever. Quote, fraud is kind of like an arms race, said Ferguson. Whatever technology is being implemented, the fraudsters will eventually figure out a workaround. So you have to constantly keep investing, and that's the cost of business. Yes, it is. If you have a CPN. <laughs> uh, credit card fraud. I'm going to move forward. I got several articles, and I want to get to the show. Reuters, U.S. faces higher risk of domestic extremist violence. After capital assault, says the government, the United States could face a heightened threat of domestic extremist violence for weeks from people angry that the election a, a defeat of the previous president and inspired by the deadly storm in the U.S. Capitol. Information, quote, information suggests that some ideological motivated violent extremist with objection to the exercise of governmental authority and presidential transition as well as other perceived grievances fueled by false narratives could continue to mobilize to incite or commit violence end quote the department said in a national terrorism advisory so um i would say stay at the crib y'all should be on the lookout for this budweiser joins coke pepsi brands in sitting out the super bowl for the first time since 1983 when Anheuser-Busch used all of its ad time to introduce a beer called Bud Light, the beer giant isn't advertising its iconic Budweiser brand during the Super Bowl. Instead, it's donating the money it would have spent on the ad to vaccination awareness efforts. Um, Bush still has four minutes of advertising during the game for its other brands, including Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Michelob Ultra, and Michelob Ultra, whatever. Those are some of its hottest sellers, particularly amongst viewers. This is a, a PR grab. We're going to sit out the Super Bowl, and we're going to donate this to this, but they're still going to run ads with their other brands. And um, they say that the money that we would have used for this advertisement for the Super Bowl, we're going to donate to vaccination awareness. Um, pay attention. There is the cost of producing an advertisement and then the cost of running said advertisement on networks. 
They're talking of the cost of running the ads, not the production costs. And it is a pandemic. Everyone's losing money. PR grab to explain why you're not spending bread. Thank you, Reuters.com. Nope. What do we got here? Uh, <clears throat> Reuters.com explainer how retail traders squeezed Wall Street for bets against GameStop. A surge of retail stock trading over the last year lit the fuse that sent shares of GameStop rocketing higher without a clear business reason. Market watchers say... Squeezing hedge funds that had bet against the video game retailer and other companies that were out of favor on Wall Street. What's going on? Here are some answers. More individuals have invested in the stock market since the pandemic, and experts cite a number of reasons. Lockdowns, boosted savings, policy stimulus put cash into people's pockets, and extremely low interest rates drove investors into the stock market. Also, a proliferation of trading apps allowed anyone with a smartphone to buy or sell stocks for free. Retail investors' participation in U.S. equity order flows increased to nearly 20% in 2020 from 50%, 50, I'm sorry, 15% in 2019, while orders from long-only funds fell to 6.4% last year from 9.7% in 2019. Data this year suggests further growth. Online broker eToro said it's registered more than 380,000 new users, blah, blah, blah. Retail investors are also buying stocks. Um, Stock options, uh, the right to buy or sell shares at set prices without putting cash up front. That takes their dollars much farther. Yep, and that's leveraging. Online discussions about stocks on social media platforms such as Reddit, Twitter, and Facebook are seen by many traders and analysts as fueling massive share price moves that cannot be explained by fundamental news or traditional valuation metrics. Retail investors have long discussed stocks on social media, but during the pandemic, these forums appear to be gaining more influence. Investors pointed out the discussion threads such as Wall Street bets on Reddit for driving the surge in GameStop. Professional investors are paying attention. Uh, other professional investors lost $1.6 billion dollars hotel industry is renting its empty kitchens to restaurants hunting for cut rate space new york times if you're into possibly starting a business you might want to look into hotels renting their kitchens um, that way you don't have to rent a you know lease a space outright by the month the hotel interest industry where occupancy rates are still down 30 percent from a year ago is getting in on the ghost kitchen ghost kitchen trend Ghost kitchens are also called digital kitchens, are cooking facilities that produce food only for delivery or takeout. Demand for the concept is booming. The pandemic has opened the business model to more entrepreneurs to turn his chicken cutlet sandwich concept into a business. Richard Zaro started renting space in July at the Four Points by Sheraton Midtown near Times Square, paying 6000 a month for a fully outfitted catering kitchen. Average restaurant startup costs for brick and mortar locations in comparison can run from two hundred thousand to more than one million. So, if you're into food, you got good food. You got good restaurants. I mean, you got good food. You got good restaurants. You got good food. Um, you got good recipes. You thinking of starting a restaurant? Um, you think the pandemic shut all that down? Not necessarily. You can get on these delivery apps. You can, you know, do some 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 marketing. And you can rent a kitchen. They're called ghost kitchens. 
Uh, I think this is notable. New York Times, Biden moves to end justice contracts with private prison. President's latest batch of executive orders takes steps to promote racial equity. We'll see how that goes. Um, America's richest individuals tack on more than one trillion. Uh, I think we talked about that. Rich got richer. Um, what is this? Washington Post, which got richer. Okay, here we go, y'all. And then we're done. Y'all heard of Sophia? Sophia is an artificial intelligence robot that was given citizenship by what's the country, man? What's the country? Y'all, anyone know the country that Sophia, that artificial intelligence robot, was given citizenship? Anybody? Is the chat? No, I didn't even open the chat, man. I got to open the chat. I'm going to open the chat. Saudi Arabia. Okay, so Sophia, y'all need to look this up. Sophia is a humanoid robot. All right? They've been working on this robot for years. It's got a lot of publicity. It 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 looks pretty freaky. It's Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A. But here's here's where this stuff gets funny. You know, it's funny they gave it citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Everybody thought it was a joke. I don't think it's a joke. Um, Sophia, this is Forbes.com. Sophia, the humanoid robot, will be rolled out this year, potentially replacing workers, man. Y'all, y'all thought I was playing. You may previously seen Sophia, the humanoid robot, in viral videos. Unlike, um, unlike Boston Dynamics, whose robots look like frighteningly fun Terminator-type machines that can dance, Sophia is eerily designed to look human. Hanson Robotics, the company behind Sophia, plans to mass-produce robots this year to help people during the pandemic. According to Reuters, the Hong Kong-based company contends that Robotic solutions to the pandemic are not limited to healthcare, but could assist customers in industries such as retail and airlines. David Hansen, founder and chief executive of his um, company, said the world uh, is going to need more and more automation to keep people safe. Being so human-like, um, in light of Sophia, that can be so useful during these times where people are terribly lonely and socially isolated. Sophia was turned on February 14th, 2016. Hansen modeled the robot based on a combination of ancient Egyptian queen Nefertiti, late famous Hollywood actress Audrey Hepburn, and his wife. The robot's internal architecture possesses sophisticated software, chat, and artificial intelligence systems designed for general reasoning. Sophia is capable of imitating human gestures, and facial expressions. She's equipped to answer certain questions and engage in simple conversations. Cameras are embedded in Sophia's eyes, and along with computer algorithms, she's able to see things. The humanoid robot can track faces, maintain eye contact, and recognize people. Google's Alphabet offers Sophia's speak recognition technology. The robot is, quote, designed to get smarter over time, end quote. Sophia and other similar robots that Hansen's developing are designed to be social. The inventor believes that these AI-backed robots will serve as workers and companions for people residing in nursing homes and in other settings that require interactions with humans. In an interview with Sophia, she said that her artificial intelligence will help improve the lives of people stating, quote, social robots like me can help take care of the sick or elderly in many corners of the healthcare and medical uses. 
Wow. In an unnerving conversation, when asked by a reporter if people should fear robots, Sophia said, quote, someone said, we have nothing to fear but feared self, end quote. She followed the statement up with, quote, what did he know, end quote. There is an old um, adage that states, quote, just because you can doesn't mean you should, end quote. The United States and other countries are confronting a job loss crisis. It looks like layoffs and hiring freezes will continue until the vaccines are distributed shot into arms, and the results are deemed positive. Does it make sense to mass-produce robots to take jobs that people need to provide for their families? This type of morals versus commerce dilemma will continue to play out for the foreseeable future as technology is rapidly developing, causing disruptions in the job marketplace. Advocates for technology assert that new jobs will be created in this emerging trend. Others are fearful that they'll lack the skills, education, and knowledge to find a job or hold on to their positions in this new technological, robotic, artificial intelligence economy. And it's not, and it's not just Sophia. Y'all heard of Amelia? Amelia, the most human artificial intelligence for the enterprise. As the market-leading digital employee and conversational AI solution, Amelia delivers the best elements of human interaction. Conversation, expression, emotion, and understanding to user experiences every day, driving deeper connections and greater business value. Amelia, Sophia, I'm not, it was Sophia, but it, it rhymed when I said Sophia, but it's Sophia, Sophia and Amelia, artificial intelligence for the masses. Here it comes. And those with knowledge get richer with the rich. As jobs continue to be lost, companies are going to start implementing artificial intelligence, uh, administrative assistance, artificial. I mean, you're going to have a robot at the receptionist desk when you go into the doctor's office. And they're going to say, oh, because the robots don't carry diseases or viruses or bacteria, and they can be cleaned every half hour. And you're going to go to the doctor's office. The receptionist is going to be a robot. You think I'm playing? You think like this dude so is out of his mind. I'm not out of my mind. I see what's coming. It is the future. You can go to the World Economic Forum and see that they predict in the future you will own nothing and be happy. I am not interested in any future like that. So, The phrase, the rich get richer, really, in my opinion, it, A, is incorrect, number one, or it's, it's, it's not factually correct in the fact that it's not the whole truth. Yes, it's true. Typically, the rich get richer. There is a saying, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, which means one generation makes the money, the second generation spends the money, and then the third generation starts over because they're broke. So that happens if there's a saying, phraseology, as well as there's another part. There are those with knowledge, those who acquire knowledge that get richer with the rich. No one tells us this. They just tell you and tell us that the rich get richer. So if you sit down and you look at yourself, you pull your pockets inside out and you're like, well, I'm not rich. And you don't associate yourself with this type of scenario. That's the first in my opinion, one of the first levels of psychological welfare. If you don't 
associate yourself with the rich, then you don't think of yourself as being rich or potentially being rich in the future. So you aren't necessarily interested in the behaviors of what the rich do. On the implementation side, probably more so on the I want to talk about what they're doing and what they're not doing for conversation to get emotional about it. I mean more is action, taking action and implementing things. So what do I mean by the the knowledge? Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Um, I mean exactly that. If you have specific knowledge, you're able to take specific action once you acquire said knowledge. And if this knowledge is the knowledge that the rich use to get richer, and you start applying that knowledge that they rich use, that they use to get richer, to get rich. I mean, to me, it doesn't make um, any other sense beyond what I just said. We got to start from somewhere. I mean, if they start with a million dollars, maybe we're going to start with a thousand, a hundred. It doesn't matter. It's a start. But it's all about knowledge. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich, right? So what is this knowledge? I mean, okay, so let's start off with the first thing. We know what the first thing is. And if you don't, I'm about to tell you because I'm pancaking toes tonight. I am. I don't like what I'm seeing in current events. I don't like policy that's being enacted. I don't like what I see coming. I am very concerned for my people and their future. I know that I cannot save y'all. If I walk by y'all, see y'all struggling, that I am one man and I'm not going to be able to save your family and save you and those people who depend on you. No matter how much you say, oh, thanks, so I appreciate it, man. At some point in time, Me trying to save other people is going to bring my family down. It's going to reduce my family's possibility, potential for success, for survival, for sustenance, so on and so forth. So when this stuff hits, it's, you know, it's not going to be very much that we can do to step on the other side of the fence. One side of the fence being being poor and getting poorer. And the other side of the fence is being rich and getting richer. You're already rich right now. You just don't know it. And that's part of this mental game that goes on. And here goes the knowledge part since I'm pancaking toes. Number one, and I'm going to look, not to use a bibliography or anything like that, you know, but I'm going to cite this guy named Adam Smith. Right? He wrote this book called The Wealth of Nations back in the day. I thought it was dope. Checked it out. No game. But what this man said and when he broke down the wealth of nations is that the wealth of nations really breaks down to the division of labor and the specialization of the division of labor, which ultimately means is how you divide labor and how you successfully divide labor amongst your industries and sectors of your economy as a nation 100% directly precipitates your nation, your national wealth. And that's cool. That's what's up. And there's a lot of things that I took from this book called The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith, which, by the way, is 100% out of copyright. So, I mean, you can listen to this audio book for free. You can find uh, reprints of it for pretty cheap on Amazon and stuff because it's, it's pretty old. But that doesn't mean that the book itself being old, that the information is not useful or unnecessary. 
what I'm saying is the fact that Adam Smith pointed out that the wealth of nations is dependent on the division of labor. What is labor? Where does labor come from? If you're talking about, oh, wealth of the nations is the division. Okay, bro, where does labor? Labor comes from your energy. Labor comes from the life that you have emanating within your physical body that allows you to, you know, have electrical impulses from your brain that move to your muscles that allows you to do things that paperwork cannot do, that governments cannot do. The wealth of the nations is dependent upon labor. All right. So if the wealth of nations is dependent on labor, so is the wealth of families. Number one, knowledge. The wealth of your family is dependent on labor. The wealth of your family is dependent on labor. The wealth of your family is dependent on labor. Knowledge. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Now, here's another thing. The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. I know, I know, it's school, right? I graduated from college, so I ain't going Fine, don't do it. But those of you who are listening, it's a book called Family Wealth by this guy named Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. Hughes, Family Wealth. Hughes, little book. It's not that big. Family Wealth. This is the stuff we're not being taught. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Hands down. Pancake these toes. Man, look, bunions everywhere. I don't care. I'm dead serious. Conceptually, you need to understand that. If you could, if you would never, no one would ever give you a job, give you fiat currency, uh, silver, gold, wouldn't give you anything if your labor wasn't valuable. Think about it. Just stop. Now, specialized labor is more valuable, and that would be specifically if you have a specialized skill that you've acquired over time or years that a lot of people don't have, you, your labor is worth more. But those specialized skills aren't necessarily acquired in a university, in a school, private. These can be acquired privately or through other types of commercial means outside of universities. And I suggest y'all check out the etymology of the word university and what it means in Latin, university. Because if I'm correct, it means corporation, bro. But uh, I could be I could be crazy. And once again, no legal advice. This is not legal advice. Um, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. I don't do none of that stuff because uh, no. That's a big ouch face. Okay, so labor, labor, what is wealth? Labor. The wealth of your family estate depends is dependent on labor, your family labor. How do these wealthy families get wealthy? They get labor from other individuals, from other families at a reduced rate. And through if 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 I can make $90 an hour off you, Minimum wage is $10 an hour, and I say, look, man, I like you. I'm going to give you $25 an hour. And you were just making $21 an hour. You think I'm the savior. Bro, I'm making $90 an hour off you per hour on average. That's what my people in HR are telling me. Otherwise, we'd figure out some way to fire you. Uh, you were late. You're written up. 
Uh, you didn't keep your cubicle clean. You're written up. Uh, you, you signed the employee handbook. You're written up. We got to let you go. Ministry process. Three times you're out. Labor. Okay. Let's move on. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. The rich understand what money is. Hands down. The rich understand what money is. What is money? What is real money? Gold and silver. Tangible. Tangible assets. Appreciating value over time. Preserves your purchasing power. Does not depreciate through policy and, and legislative fiscal implementations. The wealthy, those, the rich get richer because we understand that we do not save in fiat currency because fiat currency loses value over time and the acceleration of the loss in value is going to exponentially increase and speed up as these fools start pushing out more stimulus. These trillions, man, it's going to get crazy. Welcome to inflation. And we are seeing it in housing costs and energy costs, gas gasoline, electricity, and food costs. That's where we're seeing inflation right now. And as the the price of these things rise, the value of the currency reduces, those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Hands down. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. People be like, oh, I don't invest in pro- I don't invest in gold and silver. It's too volatile, and it's being it's being suppressed, and all this stuff. Look, man, I don't invest in gold and silver either. Let's save in gold and silver. My state, we save in gold and silver. We don't invest in gold and silver, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, unless we own a gold dealership, and that's not the family business. The family business is in technology, because that stuff ain't going nowhere at all. So we say we save in real money. We preserve the value that we exchanged of our labor in intangible form. You got a savings account with cash in it, a Roth IRA, a 401k. I'm, I, you know, I'll pray for you. I really will. That's not that dance. It really is. It pancakes. What else? Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Life insurance policies. We all die sorry to say it I know you're sad I know you're weeping you're sobbing we all die everyone dies what are you thinking if you're not understanding that this is the only thing that we can guarantee to get paid off of for sure is life insurance now there's other things that you can utilize a life insurance policy for. But look, check this out. Check this out. You got a life insurance policy. Upon your death, when you die, the death benefit goes to the family. This is how the rich get richer. Everyone dies. In wealthy families, we put life insurance policies on every member of the family. Sometimes multiple, multiple policies. You know, if you're if you're if you're generating income and the estate can afford it, multiple life insurance policy. Then what happens? We die, we pass away, we move on. You shake, you know, we shake this dust off our spirit and move on to the next. It's guaranteed money, guaranteed wealth to the private estate. 
life insurance policies. The only thing that's guaranteed is death. They say death and taxes. I don't believe that taxes part. We'll get to that in a second. But come on. Life insurance policies. Every time a family member passes, there's a check sent from the life insurance company to the family estate. Check, another check, a check, another check. Everybody, you know, you you wonder why these wealthy families have a lot of children? Have a lot of uncles and aunts and stuff like that? It it pays to have those with knowledge in your family in higher numbers. Why? Because labor, labor is the foundation of the wealth of the family as well as the foundation of the wealth of nations. So the more labor, the more people you have in the family, the more heirs, the more trustees, the more beneficiaries, the more people in the family, the more labor that exists to benefit that family. And the more family people that are in the family, the more life insurance policies, the more policies, the more death benefits. This is not, this is not told to us. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Another thing, financial endowments. You ever heard of a financial endowment? Specific knowledge. Perpetual income to your private estate. And you can only set these up with a with a private trust, a private charity, a foundation, or a public charity. You need to look into financial endowments, hospitals, and universities. Permanent industries. You understand what a permanent industry is? You ever thought about that? You ever thought about what would happen if you invest in permanent industries over time as a family unit? Permanent industries. People are like, oh, uh, uh, energy. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean more specifically charities, healthcare, and banking. How about that? Those are the permanent industries I'm talking about. Those ain't going nowhere. Banking ain't going nowhere. Some there always going to be people, people want to borrow money. Healthcare ain't going nowhere. There's always going to be people sick trying to get help. And charity, there's always going to be people who need help. Those are permanent industries. And if you get into healthcare and education, and you start talking about endowments, you're talking about a lot of knowledge allowing you to get richer. And, you know, all of this is included in private trustee training here at the foundation. You, you're more than welcome to email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You know what I'm saying? To get more information. But it's more than just setting up a trust and getting a 9-8 number and opening the bank account and saying I'm private. It's way more than that. You have to perpetuate wealth through multiple generations. It's knowledge that needs to be passed down. Passing down wealth, passing down money doesn't mean anything if you don't pass down the knowledge that was necessary to acquire that wealth as well as to maintain that wealth, to protect the wealth. Because without the knowledge, it's gone. And those with knowledge get richer with the rich. 
Also, you got private banking. You got private banking. A lot of people do private banking through specific life insurance policies. But, you know, man, I was talking about permanent industries, healthcare, charity, banking. Well, a bank is typically, it's a company, it's a corporation. It's owned by shareholders. And those shareholders, typically, if you go back far enough, you see private family interests that represent those shareholders. You go back far enough through the structures. Which means there's families that are in the business of banking. Which means there's families that's in in the business of providing loans to people in the public as well as public entities for a fee. Give you some money, you pay the interest. Alright? Well, when your child goes to college, when your child needs a vehicle, needs a car, when your child wants a down payment for the house or you know wants to buy a house or something like that. Instead of the child, instead of the heir, instead of the beneficiary, instead of whoever going to a in the public walking to an, into a bank asking for a loan, paying the bank interest, so the bank is making money on interest in the private wealthy families. Those loans come from the private family bank. Is it a real bank? Brick and mortar? How many floors does it have? Nah, man. The bank is a concept that the heirs of the estate do not need to go outside of the estate to acquire loans. That the loans will be funded by the private estate through the board of trustees at interest and the heirs will pay interest to the estate not to some public bank some public credit union that ultimately play that ultimately pays some other private family labor nah you got the private bank you don't establish life insurance policies you don't establish the private bank the private family wealth through the savings of precious metals and so on and so forth you have maybe some checking accounts on the estate Some brokerage accounts, you know, you know, you got these things going. So the the private estate is able to provide certain loans to you know beneficiaries, to heirs of the family. Now, is it going to be the same interest that the heir will be charged in the public? No, it's going to be a little cheaper because they are heir, but there is going to be interest. Why? Because if you go anywhere else, you're going to be paying interest. Why come to family and not expect to pay interest? You're going to pay everyone else's family, but you won't pay yours. Knowledge. Think about that. And we are quick to do that. All right, so we're going to wrap this up, man. Let's jump into what y'all really wanted to hear. The knowledge get richer with the rich, right? Taxes, tax mitigation. What is tax mitigation? It's 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 mitigating or reducing 
specific taxes owed by an entity. Two ways you can do this. One way is an attempt, I guess. The attempt is evasion. You gotta look this up. Tax evasion. It is illegal. 100% illegal. You will be thrown in the Fed. Tax avoidance. Completely legal. Lawful. It's when you when one sets up their affairs in such a manner that when administering the entities and doing business through such administration there is a successful mitigation or reduction in tax owed sometimes a zero you're not going to be able to do this with any type of public entity it's not the way it's set up you'll limit liability but you're not going to limit and mitigate taxes in the way that you think you should in the way that it's absolutely necessary unless you set up your private estate which is contractual private trust entities that are separate distinct entities from the grantors from the trustees from the beneficiaries how do we mitigate taxes there are allowable expenses for corporations as public five publication five three five publication one fifty one five B five three five fifteen B these are allowable expenses according to statute. When you have a private contract entity that does not owe its existence to any state, therefore it's not governed by any state. Its allowable expenses are according to the contract indenture. No state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. If the contract says that it is an expense, no one, no body can say it's not. If they do, they're attempting to impair the obligation of a contract. Do not inflate prices. Do not play games. You don't need to. Once you have the proper structures, it makes it so much easier, but you need the knowledge to go with it. You need the knowledge. So you can be one of those with knowledge that get richer with the rich. There are things that I didn't touch on. or always are. Especially when I'm doing public episodes. As always, I invite you to join trustee training. Trustee training is this plus more and you know we assist you with setting up your LLC getting an operating agreement business credit EIN classification on the federal level that's a part of trustee training business trust asset trust family trust this is what you will learn to administer according to the law according to the contract according to the recognized protections and provisions Provided according to the Constitution. This is what you will be doing. This is what you will learn. That plus more in trustee training. Like I said, so I invite you, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I suggest you get in trustee training. The public is locking down. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. This is, we've heard this every time. 
And at least in the age of information, in the age of Aquarius, whatever age you want to call it, we have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice that your ancestors didn't have. You have really no excuses. I'm not going to sit here and make you feel good about your bad decisions. I'm not going to sit here and make you feel okay about you not taking responsibility and accountability, standing up and structuring your private affairs properly. I'm not going to baby you. I'm not going to disrespect you. And I'm not going to belittle you. But I'm definitely going to treat you like an adult as I expect to be treated like an adult maturely with accountability and respect. Because that's how we do business. That's the only way to successfully do business. Don't nobody want to do business with you if you're making excuses and you're crying and you're talking about all your problems with your girl or your husband. We don't, I don't want to hear that. I want you to execute what you said you were going to execute and let's finish this transaction. I have things to do. And it's nothing personal against you. It's just the way business is. And that is part of the graduation of how we think and how we interact when we start to do private business. We have to move out of the employee mind state and into the investor business owner mind state. And business owners, investors, we're more accountable. We're more responsible. We learn from our mistakes. We don't make excuses. And in that way, we are empowered to do things that others can't do. We, we grind how most won't so we can live how most can't. You're at the foundation. It's hard work. Stuff works. Not easy. It's not 12 steps. It's not 15. It's probably more than that. But with that being said, you get out trustee training, you'll be doing your dance. You will be doing your dance. And like I said, the richer getting richer. What side are you going to choose? Time to get off the fence. So time to hop that fence because the dogs is coming. And I'm not playing. But look here, we got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you are checking out the show online, live, you want to call in right now, 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be disconnected. You will be cut off. I will stream a little. But we are definitely coming to the end of the live broadcast. But, I mean, hey, it's up to you. As always, I mean, and as it should be, you have within your grasp the power, ability, knowledge, wherewithal to establish your private estate, to end the cycle that has been going on for generations in your family, to end the cycle that has been going on for generations in your family that everyone just accepted. That's hey, that's just the way it is. It's the way it's been. You have the opportunity right now to end that, to change that. And it's not going to be easy, like I said. It'll never be easy. But it will be rewarding. There's a transition that one must make when you're trying to move private. That transition is you have to move your focus, your mental focus away from success because success is a construct that has been implanted in your mind because when you're trying to be successful, when you're, when you're, when your 
purpose is success. You automatically shine in the public system. Those successful make those in the public, regulators, tax authorities, so on a, a lot of money. So in the public, you are encouraged all the way to be successful. Taught this American dream. Work hard. Work hard. Give us your labor. Work hard. Give us all your labor. Give me your tired, your poor, your blah, blah, blah. Give me all your labor. Ultimately is what it's all about. It's the labor. And if you don't understand, I don't know what else to say. The labor, your labor, is the most valuable thing on the planet. You exchanging your labor for currency allows you to get pretty much anything you want. You can get gold, you can get silver, you can get plane tickets, you can get a house, you can get a lot of things in exchange for your labor. You can get a lot of things by pledging your future labor through a promissory note. You can get a car, you can get a house. Your labor is so valuable. The opportunity to re to reestablish your private estate, the opportunity to move away from the ideology of being successful to being significant, being a significant member within your family versus a successful member of society, of society, society, <laughs> significant, making your life, your energy. Your time on this planet significant for your family is way more noble, much more honorable, much more complete, rewarding than being successful. And if you've ever been successful, you probably don't believe what I'm saying. If you've never been significant, if you've never felt that your life is significant. I met a lot of successful people. I was very successful. And a lot of successful people are empty inside because they're not significant. Think about that. Those with knowledge get richer with the rich. But they got to do. You got to do. Without doing, you got nothing. And I trust that I've been able to you know assist in you at least acquiring some of that knowledge with this show here on the foundation on high frequency radio network this is what I do it's why I do it you know people be like well so if you why are you teaching this why are you giving such good deals for trustee training how can you only charge $55 for a consultation and you'll tell someone how to start their business and do their business credit all in the same hour and you're not nickel and diamond people because I got money Wealth, whatever you want to call it. I've been all over the world. 
I've seen white sand, black sand, red sand. I've seen water so clear, you swear you could touch the bottom, but it was over 40 feet deep. I've seen tropical water. I've seen I've seen so many different things. I've been in so many different places, and one of the things I got tired of seeing was the people who looked like me in the lowest economic position everywhere I went, and that's why I do the foundation. Reestablish the foundation, education, and understanding when it comes to commerce, because so much of us, so many of us, do not understand the foundation. We don't have the proper foundation Our private trust estate So that we can properly And legally mitigate taxes That's the purpose of the foundation To impart knowledge upon you So that what I've been through What I've learned What I've experienced And what I've seen Can be a significance in your life so that you can be successful if you choose to Or you can turn around and be significant as well That's it I will get my payment in the next world As corny as it sounds I want for not I'm good I was just thinking about going to see Yusuf today I was sitting on my balcony You know what I'm saying Just sitting on my balcony sitting there, I'm like man I want to go see Yusuf Let me give him a call Because I can I'll go tonight I'm going straight into the airport And be like look Let me do this dance No problems and I, I really want that for you The life that I'm able to live plus more I want that for you And in order for you to have the life that I live plus more The only way I know how to teach you how to do it Is to teach you to do what I did And to do what I do And it's not for everybody I know The training isn't for everyone I know and not everyone vies with so L. I know. It's all good. No hard feelings. Bottom line is, those of you who do, email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Just get started. Start the dialogue. Start a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Jump in the trustee training. Get a consultation. Get a, you know, start with the trust series or you know, the trust primer. Just do something, man. Just do something. Closed mouth don't get fed as well. Y'all gotta understand what I'm saying? I'm not gonna break down what I mean by that. I'm not going to spell it out for you, but just think why, why does soap keep saying a closed mouth doesn't get fed? Why does he keep saying that? Especially when he starts talking about the services that the foundation offers. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What I do know is I can't save everybody. Even if, you know, I came from a, a super wealthy family and I had multi-generational wealth at my Fingertips. I couldn't save everybody. I couldn't. There was no way I could be able to provide for all of y'all and make sure that y'all are good and that y'all have nothing to worry about. The only thing I can do is offer to teach y'all what I know, so that y'all are able to do what I can do and more. And I want to. I really want to learn from y'all once we get on the same level. And I want to do business with my people. I really do. And that's what it's about. So email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. My name is Salt L. I am the host of the Foundational High Frequency Radio Network. It has been a pleasure, 100%, to spend this limited time, such precious time with you, 
And I want to tell you and express to you my humble gratitude and appreciation for those of you who have listened this far, who've checked it out this far, whether this is archive, whether this is live, to me, it, it means the same. It means a lot to me that you are investing in your private education, that you are interested in bettering your life and your family's life. That means a lot to me. And I want to do everything in my power, all force that I have control of to assist you in your private transition, to assist you in being successful in whatever endeavor that you choose to pursue. And it's my pleasure outside of the foundation. So I am a private consultant and I focus on corporate structure and private wealth management in the public. That's what I do. And I own a tech company. And in the night when I put on my high frequency cape, I'm so L host of the foundation on high frequency radio network. And we teach the foundational stuff. And I will always say that that's trust administration. Trust started everything. Contract makes the law. The world is run on contracts. And if you're not standing on on that foundation, you're lost. You don't understand. It's very confusing. And you're angry. And I'm sorry. But this is what I got for you. So, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. www.welcometothefoundation.com. Who says the W's anymore? Y'all check it out. I'm not taking any calls tonight. I appreciate y'all, though. I really love y'all, man. Y'all don't understand. I really do. I love my people because I love myself. And I love y'all just as much as I love myself. And I'm disappointed in myself when I let myself down and disrespect myself or don't stand up for myself when I'm supposed to or don't hold myself accountable. And I'm also disappointed in you when you do the same. As well as you're disappointing yourself. So let's just start doing those things that make you proud. You know, regardless if you you get a party, someone throws you a party, you did the right thing or no one even notices it. You know, maybe it's time to start being more noble. Time to start being more accountable. And that's the way of, you know, way of the soul. Are you a soul? Are you a seeker of truth? Are you a speaker of truth? It's a good question. It's only one that you can answer. But I will tell you this. All of you are capable of greatness. You just must accept that capability and take action with that capability. Which, woo, you're going to have to go through a lot of fear and doubt and a lot of stuff to get through that. But I'm here. I got your back. I've been through it. Man, I've sat in the corner and cried before like a little girl. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to make it. Oh, God. You know, I've been at at points in my life where I didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to make it happen, angry at God and stuff. I mean, we've all been there. No one's outside of it. Just some people just try to act tough and be like, nah, man, I'm different from you. No, you're not. You're the same. You're just lying. You're over there fronting. You go cry in your bathroom like everybody else. But it's all about doing, doing a dance and feeling good about the things that we do and seeing positive results. And we only do that with the proper knowledge. So those with knowledge get richer with the rich. Hope y'all learned. Hope y'all learned. And 
I trust that with that knowledge that you have acquired, you will put it into the action. And that action starts with them little tap fingers on the keyboard, admin at welcome to the foundation.com, and we're going we gonna to start doing that dance. I want y'all just, you know, hey, I, you know, I used to say this, I'm going to say it again. Don't worry about the boo-hoo. Chugga chugga choo choo, which means to me, there's always going to be stuff going on, busy, got to do this, pick this up, got to go here. You know what I mean? Um, people mad at me. Uh, got slapped in the mouth on my way to work. Always going to be something. We don't worry about the boo-hoo. We keep it moving. You know, we are more concerned because everybody has to deal with the, you know, the average. You know, everybody, you know, work and school and children and, and, and food and, and your homies and, 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 and emotional issues and every you know but we we all deal with that stuff but it's 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 what you do beyond that it's the ways that you perform beyond all that that separates you and you can do it you just got to do it that's all just do it and i got your back i got your back so once again, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Welcome to the foundation.com. Email list, PDF section. Doing a dance, you're doing some expansion too. So I'll let y'all know about that here in the future. But I'm out. Y'all have a great night, great evening, great week. You know, I do this for you. And you know, as I as I piece out of here, just want to let y'all know I love you, man. So y'all y'all take care of yourself, enjoy yourself. You know, be easy. Go easy on yourself, but hold yourself accountable. You know, don't don't beat you up, beat yourself up with regards to the things that you can't control, but be accountable for the things that you can. You know, and before you go to sleep this evening, make sure you say ten things that you're thankful for tonight and every night. And uh, yo, start making moves a little bit at a time, and then pretty soon you'll be doing your dance. So, y'all, take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. I'll catch you next week. Same spot, same time. The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L. Peace to the guys, and I'll catch you next week. Peace. High Frequency Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.